0: What's wrong with
1: you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, and if you are looking for trustworthy Christian higher education that equips you to think biblically, reason truthfully, and share God's Word effectively, Texas Baptist College is the place for you. TBC's focus is Christ-centered, scripture-driven, and student-focused, and the best way to experience TBC is to attend its Spring Preview Day on March 31st, which is right around the corner. You will get to tour the campus, speak with faculty, chat with students, and experience the unique campus community of Texas Baptist College during spring preview day. Find out more about it or you can even register at texasbaptistcollege.com forward slash preview. Kyle, I feel like I have seen you all morning and uh, we're going to just dig right in because we, we need to wrap this up. Uh, so we are back to our series on why churches die, this time with part five. We had four parts and then last week, of course, we talked about raising the level of discipleship in a decline church. What am I talking about? 10 minutes ago we talked about that because we recorded this all in the same day uh, but today we're kind of back to the series at hand why churches die part five and this is the reason they are content doing church instead of being the church now this has become kind of cliche you know don't go to church, you are the church, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But but this is a, a common denominator in a lot of churches that are struggling and dying, declining, all of that, is, is they're just fine with just doing church, going through the motions, instead of being the church and, and living as the church. And, and so let's talk uh, about that Mr. Beerman. Sorry, 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 Dr. Kyle (laughs) Bierman. This is not a listicle. We'll put the article in there. This is one that you need to read and kind of take some time with. But let's talk about what does it mean
0: to just do church instead of being the church? Yeah, and and this article is written by uh, Jimbo Stewart, one of the members of the the Replant team. I think it's an important caveat, and you touched on this. Um, You can go to church without being the church, but you cannot effectively be the church unless you are going to church on a regular basis. You you cannot be the church unless you are gathering with the saints. But but the
1: Bible says my body is a temple. So I am a church. <laughs> might be a mega church, but I am a church. No, yes,
0: no. but the Bible also no. says don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Ooh, good job, Kyle. I'm proud okay, of you. Thank you. I, I know a couple of verses by heart. And so look... I I did a presentation on this and and kind of walk through these reasons die uh, churches die and this was one and and somebody asked me at the end they said flesh that out what does it mean they go to church but they're not being the church you can show up week after week after week and just go through the motions of doing church right I showed up so so think through the old we we don't have these anymore but if you think through the old offering envelope, right? And that, that used to sit in the pew and it had things like uh, read Bible daily, brought my Bible to church, studied my Sunday school lesson. Um, I mean, it was a literal checkbox checklist of spiritual growth. And, and you can show up week after week after week and do those things and never be an effective um, disciple maker, never be on mission never be impacting your community. And we can um, very easily uh, mistake activity, being busy, being involved in Bible study, showing up at the church multiple times a week. Um, we can mistake that with being effective in our community as a church. And then the idea that, that creeps in is, well, we're here, we have all these activities. If folks really cared, they would show up to the stuff that we're doing, that the community would show up to the stuff that we're doing. But yeah. The problem is that that's, that's not, it's never been how the gospel works, right? It's never been, well, we're going to open the doors or we're here and, and, and they'll come in. No, we, Jesus's ministry model, right. Was literally going out into villages, going and being with the people and, and taking the gospel. To them. Um, and that's, that's what we're called to do.
1: Yeah. Because the danger, of course, is allowing kind of your your preferences and your programs, all of that kind of stuff to take priority. Then you end up becoming overly pragmatic with all of your solutions that you're going to come and bring to the table. Like if we do this, this and this, all that kind of stuff. All that really does is just pour some gas on on what's already kind of going on, the idolatry over the past, whatever it might be. And so before and Jimbo, you said I'm not going to scroll up real quick. Jimbo had a great little uh, alliteration here. Before cleaning up our programs, policies, and procedures, we need to ask several questions. So, listener, especially if you're a pastor, even if you're a member, um, this is important to ask yourself and, and ask this of your church. Number one, what has God called the church to be as an organization? And what he's called us to be as an organization informs what we are to do then as an organization of course but what are we called to be as a church as an organization uh, disciple making disciples this is one great uh, great great thing that God has called us to be um, we we are to be learning and and being discipled in being making disciples uh, so so that's one uh, number two who has God called me to be as a church member or as a pastor or as a church leader? what's he called you to be? Uh, who are you in Christ? What What are your spiritual gifts? All of that kind of stuff. Who has who he called you to be as a church member or leader? And that leads then both of those to number three. Why are we doing the things that we do? Yeah. So if, if you've got, uh, you know, the quilting club is kind of the main outreach event of your church uh, or, you know, the Bluegrass Festival, whatever it might be. Whatever it is, if you if you're looking at that and and the main thing for your church has nothing to do with what God has called your church to be or who God has called you to be, then maybe that's that's one of those, you know, those sacred cows that we're going to have to carefully uh, annihilate Uh, with a whole lot of grace, patience, all of that kind of stuff. Why are we doing the things we do? So ask yourself that. Think, Think through what are you doing week in, week out, day in, day out? uh why are we doing what you're doing? Uh and then that leads then to number four. Are we chasing our preferences? What we want the quilting club, whatever it might be, or God's purpose for our lives in the life of this church. Kyle, talk about that one briefly.
0: Yeah. Oftentimes dying and declining churches have created an environment that's very comfortable for the folks who are there, but it's very foreign to anyone that is outside of their church, right? And so when, and, and I mean, you know, we we talk about open and closed groups and, and Sunday school and all that, but sometimes what happens is you create a closed church culture, so that anyone who comes in from the outside is immediately uh, marked as an outsider, but then they they there's no place for them to fit in, and it's it's so tailored to the folks who are a part of there. And, and this is our natural tendency, right? We, we want to create spaces that are comfortable for us. We want to have music that we enjoy. But if, if that's just to um, appease the preferences of the people who are already in the pews, you're not going to be effective in reaching those outside. Um, and, and this goes beyond, you know, I think we're, we're on the same page. Changing the style of your music is not a silver bullet that's going to uh, reach folks. I mean, we've we've seen folks, seen churches thriving that that use piano and organ. We've seen churches thriving that use rock bands and everything in between. Um, that that's not the silver bullet. But are, are is your worship vibrant? Is it open to outsiders? Um, you know, same thing: pews, chairs, all these things. That none of them is ultimate. But the question is: Are we creating an environment that's inviting? Or that's that's cold and distant to someone who walked in our our building for the first time.
1: Yeah. Finally, number five, are we actively and sacrificially on mission or are we in maintenance mode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's easy. And and that's one of those that sometimes like because of pragmatics, when that starts getting into, you know, kind of first place and saying, We've got to do this because of blank blank and blank. It's going to be easy to get into maintenance mode, but as we explore our answers to these questions, we find the foundation for our answers in the identity of who God has called us to be and discover what he's called us to do. So remember, as you're listening to this, you're the bride of Christ, right? You're more than conquerors, you're called to be salt in life, you're adopted, redeemed, your ambassadors of Christ, ministers of reconciliation. Let that then inform how we do church, how we do life, by being the church, living in light of what we are called to do. So,
0: Kyle, send us out. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, be encouraged, because even in the most, um, you know, if, if your church is content just doing church, not being the church, it doesn't always have to be that way. Um, God can do a work in there. Um, and so don't, don't lose heart. Uh, and until next time, may your coffee be as bold as night and as, no, as dark as night and as bold as the gospel. <laughs> well done. Oh God.
1: What's wrong with you people?